Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now, here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level, the podcast formerly known as Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. You know, today's episode I'm kind of excited about because I like PR. I like it when I get quoted in something like Fast Company or Forbes, but I still don't understand how it works. I mean, occasionally I get lucky. Someone comes to me. Occasionally I find something on that help a reporter out uh, website that leads to a real thing. And I've been fortunate. I've been quoted here and there, but but I wouldn't call myself a media darling. But I have some friends who who are, who always get quoted, who show up on like, you know, CNBC or, or Fox News or something like that. And I've always wondered a lot about it. So today I have a guest who is an expert in media. In fact, he spent 20 years as a journalist. And for the last three years, he's been running his own company doing PR. And as I've gotten to know him, he says there are two things that he is better at than everyone else in the world. And I think I believe him. Number one is he is better at connecting people on a global level than just about anybody else out there. And I've kind of seen it. I haven't known him very long, but but he's a connector. He connects the dots. He puts things together. He puts people together. And if you've listened to this show, you know I built my career doing that. I love being that catalyst that makes things happen. So I kind of like him for that. The second thing is that he is the best at of anybody in the world is getting people in the media at a high level. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Justin Breen is my guest. He is the founder and CEO of Brepic. And uh, he lives in Chicago where he is a father and a husband and an all-around nice guy. Hey, Justin, welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. Pumped to be here, Tom, and uh, great intro. <laughs> so it's funny. People always say, oh, I like that intro. I don't know what other podcasters are doing, but apparently not that. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Right. So 20 years as a journalist. Tell me about that. Sure. So 20 years of writing two to three stories on deadline every single day, uh, finding exclusives, super cool human interest stories about quirky people, quirky things. I was a sports editor for 10 plus of those years. So a lot of sports background. And um, basically my company now is ex exactly the same quality and awesomeness of journalism that I did as a journalist. So there's really no difference. So some journalists are really good at making that leap to the PR side, and some of them try to make the leap and just wallish around. You're, you're doing a good job. How did you make that leap into PR? Sure. So um, I'm happy to, to talk about that. And uh, I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist, not a journalist who happens to be a journalist. And there's a big difference. So there's a big difference between an entrepreneur who happens to be a lawyer and a lawyer who happens to be a lawyer. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I didn't know I was an entrepreneur until I started my own business. Um, and you recently had a, a guest, Bobby LaHare. I, and I was listening to that and I was like, Oh man, this guy and I are like, <laughs> it was so similar. didn't like authority kind of, you know, rules, discipline and stuff. He's in EO Houston. I'm in EO Chicago. And I was like, Oh man, this guy, I totally totally relate to that. But, um, 
I'll just give you a quick backstory about, you know, what happened in my career. So, um, people can understand a little bit of the journey that I've been through. Um, so February 10th, 2017, uh, I had a five minute meeting with, um, I was at a new site called DNA Info in Chicago. Uh, so I had a meeting with the company's owner and managing editor. They told me uh, that my salary was being cut in half just due to cutbacks. I mean, that's what happens in journalism. So uh, we live in the North Shore of Chicago. It's not cheap to live here. So uh, salary cut in half, obviously not an easy thing. So next couple of weeks, try to find a full-time job. Anyone who's trying to find a full-time job, as you know, it's very difficult. So April 16th, 2017, uh, incorporated, uh, my company, which is called Brepic. Um, and while I was still working full time at a half salary. So over the next six weeks, reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients. So one in a thousand, 999 no's for every yes. Uh, got the fifth client and, uh, that was in early June and the next day resigned from my full time job. And then a couple days later, Robert Feeder, who's the, uh, top media columnist in the Midwest did a story that I had started my own firm. So, um, every high level entrepreneur that I know, um, around the world has been through some type of experience like that. And, uh, I can relate to it. So, <laughs> so what I think is funny is, is that the way you say it, I reached out to 5,000 people to get five clients. You say mm. that as if like, by the way, when you want to make coffee, you need some hot water and some coffee. That was a pretty easy explanation, but most people out there wouldn't reach out to 5,000 people. In fact, they wouldn't reach out to five people. So what is it that uh, made you realize that I'm going to have to have five clients before I can quit and I'm going to call until I fall over dead or get the five clients? So you started this interview talking about, well, some journalists try to make the leap and they bomb horribly. Um, if you can't handle either extreme depression, roller coaster of anxiety, the worst lows you can ever imagine, uh, not knowing where your next check is going to come from, then don't become an entrepreneur. Like that's, it's entrepreneur life. This sounds like being a professional speaker and a master of ceremonies for live corporate events in 2020. Entrepreneur Uh, life. Yeah, exactly. If you don't want to do that, get a job. So that's, I mean... It is what it is. So I, I watched my salary be cut by a hundred percent on like March 9th through 11th as every live event for the next two years started the cascade of cancellation. So, so I understand what you're talking about. Right. So, and if you can't handle that, then this is not a career that, so like I empathize with, with that, but it's also like nobody guarantees you anything with this. Um, now the opposite of that is that my company has exploded since COVID because of what my company does, how essential it is for people to be in the media. And also because the people that I target and attract with how I communicate to people and how direct I am. Uh, cause my firm only works with visionaries who look at things as investments, not costs. If someone asks, what do you cost or charge? Those people are gone immediately. And, uh, what my company really is, and you talked about connecting people on a global level, what it really is, is this giant incubator of geniuses around the world. And we're constantly introducing each other for mutual gain and the byproduct is I'm constantly getting interest to companies that want to hire my firm. So it's very simple. Um, and I'm so direct, so intentional with how I talk, how I live my life, et cetera, that it just, it weeds out all the people I don't want to partner with or work with. And it only attracts the right ones for me. 
So let's talk about companies and getting in the media because we all love it. I mean, whether you're a solopreneur like I am or if you're a multinational company, we all like good press anyway. So right, uh, right now with COVID, everybody needs the eyeballs because you know yep. every now and then you hear about industries that are thriving. People like you who are like, oh, I got more business because this is happening. But most people out there are feeling some negative effects. And so some good PR that can help uh, is important. So let's talk about it. What is what is good PR? What does that even mean now? Excellent question. Um, so this whole PR term, I always kind of laugh when someone says it, and I have a PR firm because it's like, well, that's the term people I was know. Say, but, what are you? What else are you going to call it? It's like people who right. say, "Oh, I don't call I I don't call myself a motivational speaker." That's funny. That's what people search for. So yeah, uh, maybe you should no. call yourself that. Yeah. So the, yeah, so I was a journalist for 20 years. I created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So, um, it's a PR firm that was, has a model that's just being, it's just what I would have wanted if I was a journalist. So most PR firms send out useless press releases. Um, and so as a journalist, you get hundreds of those from, you know, a day from people you don't know. And so not only does that burn bridges with the, the people that are sending you those things based on my experience, but then the companies that are hiring these people that you don't know, it, it burns those bridges as well, again, based on my experience. So my firm creates actual stories that are interesting. Again, similar to what I did as a journalist, there's essentially no change at all. Comes a link on the client's website under news or blog. Um, and I take that link and pitch the media all over the world. And if media is interested, I put them in touch with the client contact moving forward. So it's, simple model uh it works with any business size like you said solopreneur to multinational company works in any location and it works in any vertical so i have clients around the world and again because i'm so focused on who the people i target um and those folks are even if they've lost 80 90 percent of their business they're either pivoting or they're investing because they know not only will that help them now to get a good message out about their company but even more importantly, it'll help them two, three, four years from now when they're, they've built that great foundation now and it'll just keep growing and growing and growing. So I called the show Making Waves at Sea Level. First mm-hmm. of all, let's talk a little bit about how you're making waves in PR. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I wrote a book about it too. It's a, it's a number one international bestseller in six countries, number one for entrepreneurship in, in the U.S. And, and the uh, book is called Epic <laughs> PR. Uh, epic business. Oh, epic I'm sorry. Business. Epic business. Yeah. So like a lot of people write books, yada, yada. Like, yeah. So this one, the forward is um, written by Chris Voss who wrote never split the difference. It's one of the best business books in the last 20 years or so. Every high level C-suite person I know has read that he's Chris is a great guy. He's founder of the black swan group. He was a former FBI terrorist negotiator. And it's basically the books about how to negotiate the best way. So it's one of the best business books I've certainly ever read and most of the successful people I know I've ever read. So, so it's been great to, you know, really, you know, change the way PR is going, I guess in some way, but for me, it's more about, I think the way business is heading. Um, I strongly feel there'd be more businesses with, with mine, my business model moving forward where it's a high price point, low overhead, uh, you essentially leverage your network on a global level to create endless opportunities for yourself and for your network, and you're easily able to pivot. So there's no need for office, employees, or whatever. I mean, you just, most of my days talking to amazing people around the world, and then I'll just intro them to 
10, you know, dozens of people that are great. And then I'll get intros to people that are great. that want to hire my firm. So there's no outbound sales or any of that stuff. I just, I haven't done an outbound sales thing. I don't even know how long I'm just constantly getting warm intro after warm intro. So let's talk about executives in general. So how do you think they should be making waves? And and before we started the recording, you talked about the fact that some of the traditional media may not be as important as people used to think it was. And so uh, where should where should they be making waves? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because the biggest. So I started my career in newspapers like that's that was the big thing. I graduated uh, from University of Illinois in 1999 and it was like oh man couldn't wait till the you know the the press like actually print out the paper and all that kind of stuff so i've seen you know from that side of things to what it is now and the biggest surprise in starting my business and it's a pleasant surprise is that podcasts like this are as important if not more important um not only to me and my business and my brand but my clients brands as well for doing these interviews then what you would call mainstream media, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, whatever, like a lot of being in those publications, that's great. Um, a lot of it has to do with just an, an ego boost. Um, I have found for me personally, being on these podcasts uh, has been has moved the needle far more, not only in terms of driving my business, but driving my brand to attract the, the visionaries that I want to connect with. And for my clients as well, doing these, these type of podcasts or these type of longer form interviews has been far more beneficial than having their name in one sentence in a, a larger publication. Well, what I've found is the people who get the most value out of either being on my show or other podcasts similar to it, or I also do a video show uh, that's just kind of starting up called the webinar talk show that is a short, like 25 minute video. The people who are getting the most out of these are the people who then take that piece of media, whether it's the audio podcast or the video, yep. and they either use it in its entirety or they clip it up and yep. put it out in their own social media to their yep. own things. And so media is not just, I mean, it used to be when I was younger, if you wrote a book and you got on the Today Show, you would sell, <laughs> you would sell hundreds of thousands of copies. Right. I now have friends who've gotten on the Today Show who've sold dozens and dozens of right. copies. Right. Yeah. So so the, the big media has changed and yet if you take a good interview, no matter who did it, and you can take clips or the whole format, and then yep. you share it with your people, I think that gets you more value. Is that what you recommend your clients do? Um, the way you ask questions and the way you synthesize, it's hard for me to say, synthesize things. It's really, um, you do a really good job of that. Um, you take what guests say, and I've heard this in other interviews, and then you, you really listen and care. So as a journalist for 20 years and doing this now, which is the same thing, I appreciate the way you conduct interviews and ask questions. So um, I have 40,000 plus followers on social media and essentially do exactly that, not only for my own brand and business, but for my clients um, as well. So um, especially on LinkedIn where I have more than 22,000 followers and I essentially use it as a commercial for other people. So um, you know, if I have clients and doing a podcast or in, in again, mainstream media, I'll just say, Hey, thanks for, thanks, whatever Chicago Tribune for picking up this story and, and then tag the client. And then, uh, also tag the journalist who wrote the story if ap applicable, because 
uh, journalists are people. I hate to break that to break that news to everyone. <laughs> journalists actually care. They do have feelings. Uh, and so, um, and egos. So they love seeing their names on uh, social media. And so, so I can, I can, I understand the journalist's mind and, uh, and, uh, from a journalistic perspective, companies hire my firm because I actually know what a newsworthy story is, not a dumb press release. <laughs> and uh, and then I, I'm not going to send my tens of thousands of media contacts or podcast host clients, you know, contacts. I'm not going to send them a bad story. I'm just not going to do it. So it just cuts through all the noise and only focuses on getting results and people who are invested investment, visionary, abundance mindset people, they just want results. So it's pretty simple. So you've been pretty involved with the the EO chapter there in Chicago, the Entrepreneurs Organization. I'm, I'm a big fan of EO. I've interviewed a lot of people who come out of the EO organization and, yep. and think that all growth-oriented companies, I think, you know, their target is like, you know, a uh, million dollars through, you know, $20 million in revenue or whatever. Although I do like whatever. to add, you and I had talked about this when we first met, that you know, business isn't just about revenue. It's not. It's not just about that that dollar. But for groups that are growth oriented, what what advice do you have for a CEO or a COO or a CTO or a CFO who's really looking to take their company to the next level? What advice do you have for them? So certainly, EO is a, a great. Uh, you know, being in a room with those type of people on a global level, EO I think has fourteen thousand members. Uh, on a global level. And I think the average U S dollar revenue for each company or member company member is 5 million U S dollars. Um, so when you're in a room, people like that one, it's very serious people. We've got all the nonsense. The other group I'm in on a global level is called strategic coach. So that meets in Chicago, Los Angeles, Toronto, and London meets quarterly. So, um, I go to the Chicago group. I'm the only one from Illinois in my group. Everybody else flies in and it's like a yin and yang for me. That's really helped. The strategic coach aspect has really helped, helped on my business mindset, focusing on my unique ability, meaning what I like to do and what I'm really good at and just clearing out all the noise and spending even more time with my family. And then EO is the yang in terms of like this incredible network of people on a global level where I mean, the reason we're talking is because Bobby from EO Houston, I heard this podcast and I'm like, Hey, I would love an intro to Tom. And he introduced me to you. So it's a, that's, it's a wonderful network of like-minded, very, very visionary people, especially in EO, especially abundant mindset people there. So I apologize for rambling there, but like that, I think being with the, with your tribe is so important to CEOs that need, that are thinking about scaling because if you're in a room with the wrong people or people that don't aspire for greatness, like everyone I talk to and, and myself included, then you're never going to rise to that. You're just going to be, you're, you, cause you need to, I mean, based on my experience, you need to be around people that where you rise together or they help you rise to their level, if not beyond. So Justin, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir there because that's what I've been teaching people for 15 years. It's all about making those long-term and the key word here, mutually beneficial relationships. Uh, a lot of people roll their eyes at the word networking. They try to call it a lot of different things. And, right. you know, a rose by any other name is the same thing. So here's, right. here's, here's my definition of what it is to network. It's the creation of long-term and mutually yep. beneficial relationships between two or more people 
where everybody involved finds more success because of it than they would without it. However, you know from being super active in these groups that you mentioned, and I'm sure you've been involved in a lot of other groups throughout your career. There's a lot of people who think, oh, if I join and write the check, I'm going to get the referrals. (laughs) So some people either just think that or their best intention is to be that connector, to be the person who comes out and starts conversation, but maybe they're a little more shy. So how do people build a world-class network of connections like you've done? I'd rather live in a cave. Uh, I'm uh, what is called an ambivert. So like if you're not talking to me about my really, really amazing passion for entrepreneurship and connecting people or my family, I'll sit in a corner and I, I won't say anything. Um, but if you get me talking about this, I'm the biggest extrovert imaginable. So um, when what I've learned, my shared experience starting a business, it was, I'll explain this as simply as possible. There's get to get, then there's get to give, and then there's give to get. And I'm pretty much at give to give at this point, Um, but only to the right people. Um, Meaning if I make 30 intros to someone at a very high level and I never receive anything from them or they don't even care, then those people just go away. So to quantify that minimum, minimum Monday through Friday, I make life-changing intros to people around the world every single day. So most of my conversations are outside the U S again, because of groups like you and strategic coach. And so I'll talk to someone in, I don't know, Spain or whatever. And then they'll say something totally obscure or random. And my brain is number one superpower. I can just remember stuff like that. And I'll be like, Oh, I know someone in Hawaii that thinks the same way. And I'll just connect them. And then a week later, they'll be like, how'd you know how to do that? We're, you know, doing business together or we're good friends. Be like, I don't know. I just, no, I just, my, that's how my brain works. Um, so I make 10 of those type of intros every day. And every single day I get three or four intros like that every day. So there's no need for, I don't even want to call it need. There's no, there's no outbound sales stuff. It's just really helping people. And the byproduct is people really help you. They know how people's brains work. That would be good connections for me. And then they just introduce them to me. And, and usually I apologize for the, usually the people that I get intro to are running some of the highest um, most successful businesses in the world or they're having the best life ever because that's how my brain is. So, but what do you say to the person who listens to that who says, I'm too busy? That's what I hear from people all the time. I'm too busy to care about other people or to connect other people or to think about other people. Right, so I don't hear that anymore. Um, but what I will say is when I did start, I heard that a lot and I was like an alien in those groups. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, oh wait, it's not wrong with me. It's what's wrong with everyone else. And then when I kept moving up this ladder or whatever, I'm just, everybody thinks like I do now. They don't, they don't mesh with, they don't mesh with me. They just go away. So to answer your question, in my opinion, based on my experience, based on the success my company's had the success I've seen everyone else in my network, their success, their company's had, it's the most important thing is to do these type of things by far. The byproduct is your business explodes. It's not the other way around. So again, when I started my business, I reached out to, and I said it cavalierly, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients, 5,000 to get five. So if you want to do that, go ahead. 
go ahead and do the sales pitch or whatever nonsense you want to do. I, I just don't understand that so anymore anyway. Well, I think you're right that the higher you go up the ladder, there are exceptions, but I think that people, when they reach the higher levels, they realize they didn't get there alone. And a lot of them are willing to reach that hand backwards and, and help pull people up. A hundred percent. One of the chapters in my book is visionary entrepreneurs are often the most giving kindest people out there in the whole world. And, uh, yeah, I talk about it because it's like, oh, entrepreneur, capitalism, evil. I'm like, uh, the people I talk to are the most giving people by far in the world, not only for like charity reasons, but just genuinely <laughs> helping people. I mean, I can't like, I know uh, Bobby talked about like mentors and stuff. I have like three or four mentors. I think you said you still have a mentor, didn't you? I thought you said that. So I, I actually am reseeking a new mentor. I haven't found the right person yet, but I actually mentor two guys who uh, I talk about that them a lot. Surprise me. I talk about them a lot on the show and I've mentored more people along the way, but seven or eight years ago, coincidentally, separately, I met these two just out of college gentlemen right. and separately, they both said, would you be my mentor? And, yeah, you and I was like, I don't even know what that means. And right. I said, but you can call me whenever you want. Well, eight years right. later, they call all the time and my wife invites them for Father's Day. Uh, they've met each other over the years. They've become really good friends. But literally, I call them my fake sons. And like they gave me a watch for Christmas last year that on the back says more than a mentor. And it's one of my favorite possessions because, you know, I, I didn't go out seeking to make them like my best friends or my my fake children. But uh I was just willing to help them and, and, you know, they appreciated it. And over time we, we built friendships and that's really what I think a great mentor is, is it's just someone there to, to help guide you. Well, so. you're a hundred percent right. And, um, you know, essentially that's what my company is, is 10 thousands, you know, thousands and thousands of people like that. They just want to help each other on a very, very high level and, and uh, genuinely care about each other. And again, so that's why I'm so direct because this magnet that my company is and how my personality and all that, it just attracts all these amazing people. Like I haven't met one person who doesn't have the shared core values that, that I have and that my company has that is not an absolutely incredible, like life-changing person. It just, they just don't exist because mm -hmm. to have these three core values is just, it thins the herd deliberately to to, you know, the cream, my dad always told me the cream rises to the top. And certainly in this case, it's a billion percent true. <laughs> well, your, your dad was right. So Justin, I've got a couple of more questions for you before I let you go. But first I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly, they take the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people who are making waves, like Justin Breen. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know, I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the special offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Justin, I used to call the show cool things entrepreneurs do. Yep. What's the coolest thing you're doing in your business right now? Well, my business only does one thing. So it's always cool because I just literally work with only the best people in the world. Um, so <laughs> every day is amazing. So like people ask me like, Hey, how many hours a week do you 
work every week. I'm like zero. None of this is work. This is just fun. So, um, people are like, wait, you make as much money as you want to. And you only work with the best people and you do what you like to do when you're good at. I'm like, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's to me. And I spend as much time with my family as I want to. So that's the most important thing. So, I mean, you can't see it, but my backyard has turned into like a summer camp back here <laughs> because there's uh, my, my sons and then their friends are just playing back here all the time. So since COVID, nothing has changed for my business at all, except it, it's exploded in a good way. And then I just don't have any in-person meetings anymore, but whatever, it's <laughs> fine. So, All right. So when you look around at the business world and you look at business leaders, however you want to define that. Who is it that you admire? Who do you say, wow, she or he, they're doing, they're making waves? So many great people. Um, He just turned 57. His name is Greg Reed. Um, They're very, you know, we started this G-R-E-G-R-E-I-D. And... um, Brilliant, just a brilliant guy. Super connected, super giving. I, I'm 43, so I, I aspire to be him in 14 years. Um, you know, the guy is he's just a he's just a great dude, and he's the, he's so connected to some of the biggest names and people in the world, and uh, and gladly helps people. Just well, that's what I mean. One of these visionary entrepreneurs that just cares about people. So. Um, I, I always love, you know, people give the same, like, Oh, I want to meet, you know, Elon Musk. I hear that a lot on your show. And I'm like, what, you know, okay, well, <laughs> here's someone that is, uh, not, you know, just to me as amazing as Elon Musk. And, you know, he'll respond to your text or email or Instagram message or whatever, right away. And he's connected to people like Elon Musk. So well, that's the guy who I'm, maybe we need to have him on this podcast, Greg. Yeah. He's, I bet dude. you, could, I bet you could make that happen. I mean, I could do it right now if you want me to. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. All right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being a guest here on Making Waves at Sea Level. If somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, my God, I I have to know more about Justin Breen, uh, they can buy your book, which is uh, Epic in Business, or they can reach out to you how? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that. Um, So LinkedIn's a good way to do it. Uh, Justin Breen on LinkedIn, and then my company's website is brepicllc.com b is in boy r e p is in pony i c is in cobra llc.com brepicllc.com awesome well thank you so much for joining here i'm looking forward to chatting with you again uh, he's one of my new friends and uh, i imagine i'm going to keep him around so uh, thank you again justin and thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened i say it every show if it wasn't for the audience why would i do the podcast so if you like the show do me a favor Yeah, I'd love it if you leave those reviews. Those are cool that people leave on, you know, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcast love. But more important, go tell your friends, whether it's in person or on social media. Everyone who finds the show, I say, how did you find me? They say, a friend told me, my mom told me, my boss told me. So go tell somebody. Here, I'll wait. Okay, thank you for telling somebody. We're going to be back. I was worried, wondering where you're going with that. It's just like uncomfortable silence. Wow. I was just waiting. I gave them time that they could go tell somebody. <laughs> I'm going to do that from now on. <laughs> so we're going to be back in a couple of days with uh, an interview with somebody just as cool as Justin Breen. And you're thinking, wait a minute. How will you ever find anybody that cool? 
It's going to be tough, but we always do it. In the meantime, go out there, make some waves, flex your entrepreneurial muscles. Make sure that your ladder is against the right wall as you climb your career ladder, because I spent a long time climbing it in the wrong place. And then finally, while you're out there doing all those things, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.